This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to talk to you about college. You don't have to go to college. I was saying to my son, Hillsdale is online, uh, MIT online, free. Now, you're not going to get the credits for it, but you need the education. That's all you need. I want you to, I, I urge you, I urge you to go to hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. These are, these are courses that you can check out. Let me recommend highly Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. All of us should take this. It's free. It is free. No cost. Easy to get started. You take it at your own time. So uh, you, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Educate yourself and your family. Hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. Do it now. Hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. America. Um, let me just give you some breaking news. Uh, former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor has died. She was 93 years old. Um, we thank her for a, a life of, of service to the country. Um, I am always asked, Glenn, what is what's the most concerning thing? What is the thing that's coming that can kill us, that will knock us out? I used to debate that until this week. There was a story that broke this week that no one is paying attention to. The mainstream media certainly isn't, and it, everything that is happening, this is dwarfed by it. This will mean not just the end of our republic, but the end of sovereignty in your life. No, beyond that, the loss of all free will. This is happening right now, and by the time we hit the election, it may be too late to stop it. But this is the knockout punch for freedom. And I'm gonna tell you all about it 
next. First, let me tell you about uh, Legacy Box. Legacy Box preserves your family members, uh, your family members, uh, memories. You are the one member of your family that has to be the historian. You have to preserve everything that you have in your family. Uh, and that is the pictures, the videotapes, all those. I, I honestly, I have had, uh, I, I, I don't know what to call it, but a, like a video cassette recorder, little teeny thing. I don't even know what format it was. I really don't. You need to make sure that all of that stuff is preserved. And you can do that now in the best way and the cheapest way all year. Legacy Box. Legacy Box is having the best sale they've had ever. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck, an unreal 65% off during the Legacy Box Cyber Week event. That's this week. Limited quantities ready to ship. This deal is going to go fast. Shop Legacy Box lowest price of the year, 65% off. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Okay, yesterday there was a very important hearing in Congress on the weaponization of the federal government. And I knew it would be a wake-up call um, about how close we are to living Orwell's 1984. But in a surprising way, it was even more disturbing to me. And, you know, in the super boring way that all government hearings are. I'm going to spare you from having to watch all of it. I have clips from it and then go watch all of it. I want to summarize what happened. The hearing started with a speech from the Democrat ranking member about how there is absolutely positively none, zero evidence that the government colluded with social media to censor people. Okay, this was the first five minutes. My eyes were ready to pop out of my head, but this is old news. We already know there's evidence. We've already seen the Twitter files and everything else. But then she continued on that theme. And then the Democratic committee members decided to talk about, instead of the uh, government colluding with social media to strangle the First Amendment to death, they didn't want to talk about that. They wanted to talk about Donald Trump. Seriously. They brought in a witness, a former Homeland Security and counterterrorism advisor to Mike Pence, to talk about how Trump is literally Hitler. In your testimony, you cited <clears throat> a violent language increasingly incendiary language being invoked by President Trump about his so-called enemies. One of the words he used was vermin. What does that echo in your mind? Anyone else come to mind historically who referred to enemies of the state as vermin? Yes, the horrible Hitler. And Goebbels. Yeah, and Stalin and probably Mao. Uh, not good people, not good people. But here she is echoing what every Democratic member said other than that Trump is Hitler, he wants to ban all Muslims, overthrow the government, and he's going to start exterminating people. Now, here's the second part of her testimony. Weaponization of the federal government is a serious topic that requires sober analysis. Unfortunately, what we see here today and what we have seen from this committee over the past year is instead a politically motivated fantasy detached from reality. Members of this committee and their witnesses make grand and vague accusations about government censorship, but those foggy allegations are refuted by the facts that private social media companies moderating content on their own 
private platforms is not government censorship. Oh my gosh. It is those private companies exercising their own First Amendment rights to rid their platforms of misinformation. There is a treasure trove of documents. You will not believe when you go down this rabbit hole and you must, you must go down this rabbit hole. When you go down the rabbit hole of what was released this week, and I'm going to go into it here in a second, you will see the actual documents and emails. All right. It was like watching two unrelated hearings playing over each other at the same time. At one moment, there were witnesses talking about how our government is using psychological warfare against its own citizens. And then, boom, Trump is Hitler. We live in two separate realities. It's like half the country recently came from an alternate universe, which got melded into ours in some cosmic storm or I don't know, maybe this is global warming or something. And sometimes the portal rips open and the two universes sit side by side, yet totally separate. We're talking about how social media is colluding with the government. This is not just censorship, colluding with the government and the documents prove the U.S. intel and military industrial complex to literally change the way people in America think. They are operating government psyops on Americans. This is brainwashing. This is Manchurian candidate stuff. This is this is Ray Bradbury. This, I mean, this is the worst of the worst. And they didn't want to talk about it. This is a major issue. And we've got less than a year. And if we don't solve this, we're done. Now, I watched two men who both, I think, were both lefties. Okay? They were both Democrats and lefties at one point. But they are actual journalists. Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi. Former Democrats. Debating with a Democratic congresswoman who so helped me was arguing that because there was only 35 percent of URLs labeled, removed or soft blocked, that that was evidence that there's no censorship. And you could hear Matt Taibbi say kind of under his breath, 35 percent of the First Amendment. OK. But at the same time, Pence's former advisor was saying the only weaponization of the government we need to worry about is Trump who isn't even in the government right now. And since he's Hitler, you know, wouldn't it be best to get a hold of this government censorship apparatus before your Hitler comes back? I have to tell you, there, there was also this bizarre effort to equate free speech on the Internet with horrific crimes. Listen to this. This is one congresswoman, Democrat, asking Matt Taibbi if he was OK with having rape live streamed online. Here it is. Mr. Taibbi, yes or no. Should social media companies allow rape and murder to be live streamed by terrorists on their platforms in order to create fear and incite violence? I believe that would violate their terms of service, would it so, not? So your answer is no, it, it should not do, they, they should not be allowed to do that. Live stream rape and murder? No, right. I, think that, I think that would count as speech that would be prohibited under their ter- terms good, of service. Good, good. It's not speech, it's crime. It's rape and murder. That's not speech. 
I have to play one more clip of a Democratic congressman calling the whole thing a conspiracy, but in doing so, actually explained what was happening oh so very well. If we really want to talk about the weaponization of the federal government, we should talk about it, and that's Donald Trump. That's not this grand, crazy conspiracy of how the uh, administration has utilize the social media companies against whom the First Amendment does not apply in order to suppress speech. Thank goodness many of the committee members recognize that. So an agency funded and created by the government, a partnership funded and created by the, gar- partnership, or by the government's number one stated goal is to censor true information. And whole narratives, whole ways of thinking. That should terrify everybody, Democrat, Republican, independent, young, old, anybody else. This is so critical to understand in whole thinking. This is not about the old censorship. Twitter was censoring. That's not this. There is censorship. But now we have added covert operations run and funded by the Pentagon, run by our military industrial complex in public private partnerships to destroy the lives, not only the narrative, but to then destroy the lives of those who the government needs to be silenced, even if they know it to be true. Then active disinformation run by puppet voices and bots to get you to think a different way. And it's not just about misinformation that's out there. They want to block anyone on any narrative that might disagree with the government's narrative and do that in advance. Remember, Michael added something really important here. Whole narratives whole ways of thinking let me take one minute and then i'm going to come back and i'm going to explain that to you jeffrey wrote in about his experience with relief factory said i i just want to send a message of thanks i am free of pain in my knee and lower back which means i can keep my auto detailing business going let me tell you it was touching the go there for a while and i'm working hard thank you jeffrey you got your life back Good for you. Thank you for trying Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain by fighting inflammation. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. A million people plus have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit. 70% of them have gone on to order it again and again. It's 1995. It comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So give it a try, please. ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. No better gift for yourself or a loved one than feeling good again. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800, the number 4, RELIEF. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, what we're talking about here is different, and it is so, I'm telling you, this is the end of not our country, not just of freedom, but of your free will. What the Lord sent you down here to explore and control your own free will. We are talking about the very basics of evil. 
taking away man's free will. And it'll happen without you even knowing it, because this is about reshaping the story of your life. Why did they have us memorize dates and names in history to destroy the story of America? Because life is made up of stories. Our brain processes everything in a story. That's why movies are so effective. That's why books are so effective, because it's in a story form. And that's the way we remember things and process things. All of these stories, all of our experiences, all of these things shape your thoughts, which shape your behavior. So if you change the stories, you change everything. Now, think about this. If the story in your head is that all brunettes are vampires, are you going to to date a brunette? I mean, unless you like the blood sucked out of your neck. And I'm talking about actually believing things, not not just, oh, I read that on the Internet, but you have been shaped to believe that all brunettes are vampires or All Trump supporters are terrorists or all Jews are vermin. Don't tell me it can't happen. It has over and over again. But we're not talking about the old style of Goebbels. It's a silly example with a vampire, but you get the stories that we tell ourselves create the reality that we perceive. If you control the story in a person's mind as an individual, you control the person. If I could control everything that somebody saw and I could tweak and I could send them certain stories, I could get them to kill someone if they were unstable or if I had unlimited means to all of their information, I could get them to kill And if you think that our government can't or won't do that, you're mistaken. That is what they're doing. This is what we're talking about. Cognitive security. Most important two words that you have to learn. You've got to learn this right now. Cognitive security. Michael Schellenberger only barely got to speak about it. It's very easy to see the line in CISA. They say they're covering physical security, cybersecurity, but they added a third one, cognitive security, which is basically attempting to control the information environment and how people think about the world, including the stories that they tell. Okay, in the founding documents of, of uh, CTIL, the, the group that started this as a public-private partnership and then funded by the military, um, and now right in bed with the government. Um, They talk about how the government used to be able to control the media because you had three networks and they can't do that. And it is important for them to be able to do that. Let me give you an example. Now, this is old timey. This is the way it was working. Do you remember the COVID death counters? CNN, major media platforms, they all had those death counters. Well, seeing that every day shaped the way people saw the world. If you were on the right, you most likely weren't as affected by it because Fox didn't do it all the time. CNN had it on the screen the entire time. That shaped the world for you. 
the way you saw the world. If you were watching that and saw that every time you were getting the news, the world became more dangerous. You think more about death. You think more about your own death. You didn't want to take any risks. You decided to play it safe. Look how dangerous this is. Anybody against anything the government is saying is a danger, is trying to kill people. That's the story that changed our behavior. That's the government, and that's why the government has interest in controlling all of the media landscapes. Some people spend more time online than any place else, more time online than they do in real life. Online is their reality. The people they see online are as formative as the people they see in, see in real life and maybe more important. Now, let me hash this out for you. Let's say you're a young, insecure girl who wants to be popular, who's uncomfortable in her changing bodies, as quite frankly, all girls are. And I would say many boys are at that age and is watching TikTok all day. And she is fed a constant feed of LGBTQ transgender people. And everybody looks happier than she is. They're popular. They're confident. They're affirmed. And without the story of high levels of depression that they're facing, even after they transition, without the story of those once young girls who had been encouraged to have their bodies mutilated at their young age and are now suing the adults that wielded the knife and killed that girl's hopes of ever having a reasonable life as a woman and a mother without that part of the story of course they're going to decide to start taking home hormones because I want to be more like that person. They're happy. They're affirmed. They're popular. They're not confused anymore about their body. Because the story those young girls are being fed, that people who take hormones and have their breasts removed are happier, they believe it. That's the power of stories. So it matters who controls the media landscape. Now, I do not want to control the media landscape in any way. I am not for silencing of anybody's opinion, especially LGBTQ voices. I No. But I am saying we need to stop pretending that 30% of our population is confused or LGBTQ or XYZ+. Let's stop pretending that the reasonable argument that was people sometimes are born that way no longer is the argument. Gender is fluid. You can decide whatever and whenever you want. Compassion and love cannot be given without truth. Truth is paramount. Program. And that's what this program is trying to stop more in, in just a minute. The Ministry of Preborn is uh, making a change in this country. It will last uh, throughout the generations uh, of time. For $28, you can help a mom choose life. Now, all week, well, actually, just a couple of days ago, Tanya and I offered to match dollar for dollar $100,000 if you would send in five, and I'll match your five. Um, we blew through that. Then somebody else came in, uh, and they matched the next 100000 then somebody came in and matched the other. We're at 500. How much? It was 566 as of yesterday. As of yesterday. Don't have an update today. But if we can get up to the number of what? 800,000. 800,000. 
we will save as many babies that were saved from the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Okay? We will save as many as were saved in the last six months just because of all the laws changed. Incredible. That's an incredible thing to be a part of. Go to preborn.com slash Beck and donate now. It's a, a 100% match right now. Preborn.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn to save. All right. I want to give you some solutions and I want to continue our conversation about uh, what is happening with our federal government. It is not just about censorship. This is about brainwashing. This is about 1984. This is because of social media algorithms, AI Coming AGI, if we're not almost already there now, uh, and uh, the way we can control the media, it is it's extraordinarily dangerous. This is a power that is fire. If you don't control it, it will control you and you won't even know it. So Michael Schellenberger uh, referenced yesterday in a congressional hearing a group called CISA. It's an acronym. It stands for Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency. It is under the Department of Homeland Security. It's funded, funded by the National Science Foundation. Did you know that the National Science Foundation was funding brainwashing? Cognitive security is what they're calling it. They worked with big tech to censor Americans, sometimes directly, sometimes through intermediaries. Now, there's the Cyber Threat Intelligence League. This one is the CTIL. That's another name you need to be aware of. In a nutshell, we just found out that they've been using PSYOPs against the United States citizen. You. PSYOPs. This is what Michael Schellenberger said in his written testimony that after hours, they never even got to. The U.S., and this is all backed by documentation, the U.S. and U.K. military contractors were working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. Do you remember when the American Spring, or I'm sorry, the um, Egyptian, what was that? Arab Spring. When the Arab Spring happened, and I told you we were behind that, Facebook and others, along with our State Department, they were using the media, the social media apps, and we fomented that. And everybody said I was crazy. The lady who is running, uh, or one of the people that is running the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, she admits in some of her uh, emails and documents that she was the one running the Arab Spring operation for us. Okay? Then we took that and we overthrew the uh, former president of Ukraine. 
And I said, when that was happening, they're going to use the same thing on us. Here it is. And this is the end. This is what Schellenberger said. It's, uh, it is a operation, psychological operation and disinformation tactic developed abroad, Arab Spring and the color revolutions. And now they're using it against the American people. Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger have labeled this not censorship. It's the censorship industrial complex. The online world is being completely weaponized against you. The government is part of it, if not leading. And it is not a conspiracy theory. It is a fact. And the Democrats, what they did yesterday, trying to change the subject and trying to say, oh, well, this is just a conspiracy theory. It shows because they were in literal lockstep on this shows they know and they're protecting it. This is a war for your thoughts. I don't want Trump to have it. I don't want DeSantis to have it. I don't want anyone to have this power. The people we're up against are experts and they will change your story. What you think, how you think bit by bit and you won't even notice it's mind control. And it is it is so brilliant because it's boring mind control and it's fingerprintless. There are no mind chips. You're not shocked into a hypnotic state. They don't have to use drugs. They control all of the little things that you see every day that seem insignificant. But your life is actually just a blend of all those little things that see you see and happen to you. The food you eat, the things you buy, the movies you watch, the people you follow, the places you go. That's your life. And in the digital era, your life plays out on the backdrop of the media, social and otherwise landscape. So who is it that is trying to control us? Who's making these decisions? This is a, a long clip, but I want to play it. Because in it, Matt Taibbi asks that very question. Listen. There's been a dramatic shift in attitudes about speech in this country, and many politicians now clearly believe the bulk of Americans can't be trusted to digest information on their own. This mindset imagines that if we see one clip from RT, we'll stop being patriots, that once exposed to hate speech, we'll become bigots ourselves automatically, that if we read even one Donald Trump tweet, we'll become insurrectionists. Having come to this conclusion, the government agencies like the DHS and the FBI and the quasi-private agencies uh, who do anti-disinformation work have taken upon themselves the paternalistic responsibility to sort out for us what is and is not safe. While they see great danger in allowing others to read controversial material, it's taken for granted that they themselves will be immune to the dangers of speech. This leads to the one inescapable question about these new anti-disinformation programs that is never discussed, but needs to be. Who does this work? Stanford's Election Integrity Project helpfully made a graphic showing the quote-unquote external stakeholders involved in their content review operation. It showed four columns, government, civil society, platforms, and media. There's one group that's conspicuously absent from that list, 
people, ordinary people. Hmm. Whether America continues the informal sub Rosa censorship system uh, we've seen in the, Twitter in the Twitter files or the Facebook files, or whether it formally adopts something like Europe's draconian new Digital Services Act, it's already abundantly clear who won't be involved in this kind of work. There'll be no dock workers doing content flagging, no poor people from inner city neighborhoods, no single moms pulling multiple waitressing jobs, no immigrant store owners or Uber drivers. These programs will always feature a tiny, rarefied sliver of affluent professional class Americans censoring a huge and ever-expanding pool of everyone else. Take away the highfalutin talk about countering hate and reducing harm, and anti-disinformation is just a bluntly elitist gatekeeping exercise. You must stand for the First Amendment, and I'm, I'm going to shame you a little bit. There are five, five rights listed in the First Amendment. Do you know what they are? If you can't name all five right now, I'm going to soft shame you. You should know that. Find out what those are right now. Find out what those first five rights are in the First Amendment. You should know all of the Ten Amendments. Because if you don't know them, you're going you're gonna to lose them. No one should want the government involved in shaping our stories. Not left, not right, not Democrat, independent, Republican. No one. Only fascists, communists, authoritarians, um, theists want that. Your story is yours, and the government has no business being in it. Now, I'm going to spend just two minutes on what Schellenberger says we can do. Congress needs to defund and dismantle government organizations involved in censorship. Totally dismantle it. They need to abolish CISA. That's the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Information Security Agency. You can only give Section 230 protections, which gives social media companies the ability to moderate content without liability, to social medias who allow adult users to monitor their own legal content and tell the public their algorithms. Be transparent on the algorithms. You cannot allow the government to ask social media companies to censor speech or at least if they do, they must take all of those requests and publish them publicly at the very same time they're sending them to those media companies. So, you know, now those seem perfectly reasonable. Can Congress pull it off? Well, I will tell you, no one in the mainstream media is on this. No one. I have been reading strangely about the loss of free will because it fascinated me for the last 25 years. There has been this argument with these these philosophers who saw this time coming. And I read it 25 years ago and I'm like, what? I don't even understand this. I do understand this, and those philosophers that have been going back and forth on the loss of free will, does it exist in the future? The future is now. Now. And there's no going back from the loss of it.
you've got to call your congressman. You have to. And very kindly, very politely say, please, please educate yourself on this. Please do look at all of the documents that Schellenberger has that they tried to um, uh, bring in to the weaponization of government. Please make this your priority. We're done without this. Please. Uh, I may not have the will to vote you in or out of office next time if we don't have this. Please stop this. Call your Democratic um, representatives and say, look, you're against disinformation. I'm against disinformation. You can even say to them, if you believe this, Donald Trump is a Nazi. I agree with you. Donald Trump is a Nazi. Let's stop these programs because there's a chance that Nazi takes control and nobody should have this power. But if we're really concerned about Donald Trump, you tell your Democratic representative, then we should stop this dead in its tracks now. This is a government intelligence agency industrial complex with not just us, but all five intelligence agencies from five eyes, the five biggest countries that are that share information. England is spying on us for us, and we're spying on their citizens for them. All of the documentation is there. It must stop. Educate yourself and politely, kindly, softly. Any way you can convince them, because they most likely don't know anything about this, call them and urge them to educate themselves. This is the clear and present danger. This is the end of free will, and it's happening right now. Call them, please, today. All right, if you're a gun owner, um, you know as well as I do that there is nothing quite as satisfying as uh, hitting what you're aiming at. You also know that in order to do that on a regular basis, you have to practice. And I mean practice a lot. So the question is, how do you do that without dropping a fortune on ammunition and wasting the ammunition? What you need is a way to get in some good practice, whether you're using live ammo or not. What you need is a product called Mantis X. There's a lot of great products out there. This one is unique. It's high tech. It's easy to use. It's widely used by the military, and that's what makes it unique. It started with the shooters in the Marines, and now it's used all across the board. It will help you improve your shooting quickly because you're going to attach this little device on the end of your firearm. You're going to connect it then via Bluetooth to an app on your smartphone or your tablet. You have your tablet sitting right there. You can be in your house just dry firing or you can be at the range. Whether you're shooting actual rounds or not, doesn't matter. It will give you feedback on how you're holding the gun, how you're aiming the gun, and what happens when you begin to pull that trigger. 94% of the the shooters improve within 20 minutes of using uh, Mantis X. It's truly a remarkable system. It shows you what you just did and how to fix it instantaneously. It's amazing. Start improving today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. The Glenn Beck Program.
I'm running so far behind. I was going to tell you a story. I promised you yesterday that I would tell you a story at this time about a, a real life scenario that just happened that's destroyed a whole family because they use the old tiny kind of uh, system to get somebody to act in the way they wanted them to act. This We know this from what we do know and can verify from uh, January 6th. We know the FBI was involved. We know that the FBI was there. We know that some of the same FBI people that were um, with the Gretchen Whitmer case, which those people were, were they went away. They, were, they went free because it was entrapment. The FBI went in and was suggesting and helping and pushing it along. We, the, the only reason why that those people aren't in jail is because you actually had the physical evidence of these guys who were involved in it. With this cognitive kind of surveillance, there's no evidence left behind. There's no way out. The, the person just does it and they think, well, it was just my thought when it wasn't. And it will destroy our freedom of will and our country. We'll have more on this on Monday. The Glenn Beck Program.